pencils at sundown get advice and tunes when you don't even know what to freaking do souls at sundown keeps it fresh and new every other friday with megan hughes i love you 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 for sentimental reasons. I hope you do believe me. I've given you my, 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 my. Given you my heart because I knew you. And you alone were meant for me. Please give your loving heart to me And say we'll never part I think of you every morning I dream of you every, 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 every night And I know I'm never lonely Your loving, 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 loving a heart to me And tell me we'll never part I think of you every I think of you every morning Dream of you every Can I help it if I dream of you every night? No, 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 I'm never lonely whenever Loving, 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 loving my heart And Jimmy will never, 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 never part My darling, I love you, 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 I love you I love you, 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 I love you Welcome back to Souls at Sundown. This is episode 73, where we are talking about love, baby, you and me, making love and accepting love into our lives. Just kidding. We're not going to be talking about making love today. At least I don't think so. I mean, this is mainly just going to be a talk about accepting love into your life and, you know, what could be possibly holding you back. We're also going to be talking about love languages and turn-on triggers and all of these other fun things. And I have books that I'm going to be referring back to today. I have songs that I'm going to be playing, like the one that
that you just heard by Mr. Sam Cooke, the legend himself. That song is called I Love You in parentheses for sentimental reasons. And it's definitely my my favorite love song of all time. Honestly, I have told Finley this, like if we get married, I want that to be our first dance song because it's just so fucking cute. And it's also just like something that we play in the car all the time and just get all giddy, giddy about. So um, anyways, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little tune to start us off today. But anyways, let's just get into the first topic, which is, you know, the first step in, I guess, finding a lover or, you know, just somebody to be spending your time with. Um, and that is accepting love, accepting love into your life. You know, sometimes you have some bad happen to you. I had many bad things happen to me when it came to lovers. And um, I really, I reached a point actually right before I found Finley and started to hang out with him more where I was just like, fuck every man in my life and like fuck this you know and I had I've told this story so many times and I'm so sorry if this sounds like a broken record of me to say this but I reached out to Finley for advice on you know men in general because we were friends you know and I didn't have any intentions in mind of what we would become later which is just like the funniest part about it all but he just gave me the most like blatant honest advice being like that guy is wasting your time all you're trying to get out of it is like an orgasm and he can't even give you that so like please just fucking leave the situation alone he said other things than that but that was basically what it was and I had reached the point after I was in that fuck buddy situation with somebody who was back home in Georgia who I would see when I went back like we had this kind of arrangement where like if you're at the same party as me and you're not leaving with someone else why don't we just leave together kind of a thing and it just got so disrespectful to the point where I was just like why am I doing this to myself like he's not even that good looking you know which is I mean no offense to him but seriously like I did not deserve the way that he was treating me and um, he deserved better too. So it's not to say that, you know, one person was going to be better off than the other. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing now, but I sincerely hope he is, you know, finding some kind of different love in his life. Or maybe he's doing the same thing. Who the hell knows? Honestly, I really don't care. Um, <laughs> but the tangent I was on was going to loop back into basically the fact that I was like so down for just actual real love. And I had been for so long, but I had been looking in all of the wrong places kind of a thing like I was just always looking for I don't know not necessarily not necessarily seeking them out but I also I always found myself being used or not liked back enough or um just you know getting the short end of the stick if you will and I really, really fucking wish that I had this book called The Game of Desire by Shan Boudram back then when I was in such a love rut kind of a, a mindset, you know? I was just so over it. I was like, oh my God, why can't, why can't I find that? Why can't I find that like storybook love, that movie level shit that everybody else is on, you know? I want to be on that shit. Like, where's my chance? And I made a video called opening up about love and it's on my vlog channel if you want to go and watch it and i was just like so down in the dumps i was like summer 2016 and um so much happened after that with that same you know fuck buddy person yeah long story short i was just still in the same <laughs> loops that i was in and it wasn't until i shut the door on that 
And I truly was like, okay, that chapter is closed in my life and I deserve better that I then found Finley and not necessarily found him, but more so like we started hanging out a lot more as friends. And then we just kissed one day and I was like, oh my God, wait, like you've been in my life for this whole time. And why have I not realized that, you know, we spend so much time together because we really enjoy each other's company and like I love having you around so yeah let's continue to smooch (laughs) for lack of a better word (laughs) but um you know our unique love story aside I really I didn't realize what was right in front of me and how I had so many good guy friends in my life who I had basically friend zoned and been like oh you know I have to like go out and seek love like it's gonna come from someone else like someone some unknown force is gonna present itself somebody I don't know is gonna walk in the door at some random ass LA party that I'm at and pick me out of the crowd and be like you're the one baby let's get to dancing and you can come home with me and whatever you know like that's what I thought that was going to happen but it did not work out that way for me and it worked out so hilarious in the grand scheme of things and just like I truly cannot believe that things worked out the way that they did and my relationship with Finley just kind of blossomed from there but that doesn't mean that I was on the level of even accepting the love that he was giving me at that point you know like I timeline wise I had shut the door with that guy um over Christmas break in December Finley and I had then started to hang out in January of the next year and we started to fall in love and said I love you by like April And when I realized that I actually truly did love him, it was a very joyous moment. (laughs) We had like spent the day at Six Flags together because we had season passes and we would just like go and ride roller coasters and like get drunk before and just like run around the amusement park and just be, I don't know, just having fun, you know? And we would take the train there and we always had like these long train rides together to get there because it was like an hour plus outside of LA to get to Six Flags. Anyways, this is a ton of backstory just to give you the, you know, the fact that one time when we were at Six Flags in April, we were just like killing time before we had to catch the train to go back. It was after we had been at the park all day and we were just like laying in the grass on the side of a road somewhere and we were just laying there and talking about how fun it is to hang out with each other and then I was like kind of sitting like he was lying down and I was sitting on his hips and like looking down at him and we just told each other that we loved each other and I was like oh my god yeah that's exactly what this is this is love man wow what an amazing thing that I've fallen into (laughs) and um the realization of it all was just like so giddy and beautiful and lovely and like I want everybody to have the moment that that was where we realized like oh my god this is so much fun and I love you man this is so sick like what and you know accepting that level of love was not necessarily like incredibly hard for me but it was a weird transition in the way of like it all just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks at once I had been with him for those past few months just like casually seeing each other and spending time together and then after a few months passed we were like oh wait this is like actually more than you know, just physical or just hanging out. Like this is the reason and love is the reason why we feel this way. And I had been so, you know, like mistreated in the past and just so like, 
used to not having that love reciprocated that I was so used to that being my story that when he told me how much he actually cared about me I was just like crying in joy I was like really oh my god that is amazing because I actually feel the same way wow what a world what a world it is to be in love like it was just such a change and that that level of acceptance for me was such like a, a groundbreaking moment in my life because I was like hold up this is so much fun that like I don't have to pretend like I don't like you as much as I do I don't have to I don't know like play all these weird mind games with you or be the victim to yours like it was just all very upfront straight up this is how I feel and I think that finding that is like what you need to be looking for is this whole kind of like not the drawn out bullshit of like a little bit here a little bit there let me tease you let me pretend like I don't like you as much as I do like I, I'm here for honesty you know like I'm here for the nitty-gritty whatever you want to tell me like let's get to know each other I had told him so many things about myself and like discussed vulnerable topics about, you know, my trauma or my past or just whatever was on my mind. I would tell him and there was no holding back of whatever I wanted to unleash. And I think that that's like truly what scared people off in the past. Granted, I would have never been in the situation with anybody other than Finley to where I would share that with them. Like all of the other men I had ever been with leading up to him, they would have never even shown up. They wouldn't have been in the arena of acceptance and hearing me say those things. Like the opportunity just would have never even been there. And I know that. So I think that that was one of the most gratifying feelings for me is like, oh, I want to share these things with this person other than keeping it all in and pretending like they didn't happen or that you know, I'm just gonna push them under the rug. And they weren't showing up for me in the same way. So they were like, hey, you're great. You know, you're a really fun person to be around. I, I love everything that you're doing, whatever. But like, I'm not there yet. And I can't be that for you. And I was just like, oh my God, wow. I think I heard that same story from three men in my life. Like, I can't be what you what you need. So I'm just going to kind of fuck off. And I was just like, all right, fuck off. Fuck you. That whole kind of a thing. Like just moving on. Well, not necessarily fuck you, but I mean, they could have done it in different ways for sure. The tactics that these men took were not necessarily always the best. So that's why I had a skewed view on, you know, how love was going to come into my life or what I was looking for. And then it just kind of ushered itself in, in this weird way that love always does. So this all being said, you know, shut the door with the bullshit. Shut the door with anybody in your past or anybody in your current life who you're just like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, I truly don't know. If it's for the satisfaction, then like, okay, you know, rub one out on yourself. Like, don't you don't have to necessarily get that kind of sexual gratification and satisfaction from one person. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. And also, if it's coming with a lot of baggage, a lot of emotional like games and back and forth and like, why are these things happening to me kind of ideas, <laughs> then just drop it all together because like it is truly not worth the time, the waste of time that I put into so many people just for them to be like, oh, 
I didn't want, you know, anything more. It all just kind of goes back to making your intentions clear and not like putting too much on the plate at the beginning, but truly letting your intentions be known because I feel like as you get older, it's so much easier when you're, you know, casually seeing people or dating people just to let them know, like, I just want to let you know, I am looking for a relationship. I'm not really looking for a fuck buddy type situation. So I'm not going to sleep with you tonight, but you know, we can have this dinner or whatever it might be. And maybe you can't say that face to face, but at least tell them via text or tell them, you know, in some way (laughs) so that they know what your intentions are. And if that lines up, then that's fucking great. But there's just so much that um, I wish I knew back then to where I could have like saved myself the time. But with that, I'm also like, okay, well that gave me the experiences that I now have to where I had those under my belt. And then I, you know, started hanging out with Finley more and I was like, oh, this is so organic and great. So this is like what it should be, you know, compared to what it was. So I had the things to be like looking back on. So really at the end of the day, I don't regret anything, but I do just want to advise everybody else (laughs) to like, you know, take their time, set your intentions, whether it be writing it down in your journal and like making a list of ideal characteristics that you would like to have in somebody like Also read this fucking Game of Desire book by Shampoodram because I feel like if you're single and you're at the point where you're like, fuck love, fuck everything, men are trash, whatever mantra you're you're having in your head, you know, this book will break all of those down for you and be like, no, 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 no. People are not terrible. You can find the good ones. Even this is based in LA, you know, which is a very superficial society. (laughs) And, you know, I feel like a lot of women in LA are like men here do not want anything other than like you know model level beauty and one night stands like I've talked to so many women who are just like LA men are a different breed of like you know just hit it and quit it so I liked that the book was set there because it gave all these experiences of women getting out into the dating world in LA and using dating apps and doing all of the things that are normal in our society right now in the dating world and then like putting them into a booklet and being like, now follow this plan. And maybe it might sound like weird or taboo to you to like follow, I don't know, like a ritual or a plan to like go about your dates and your life. But if you're so like lovelorn and just like so annoyed at how things have gone for you, I really, really encourage you to read this book. So this all being said, I'm going to play another song now because I've been chatting it up for the first 20 minutes of this. So I apologize, I guess. But at the same time, I said a lot. I said what needed to be said, okay? So that was my bit about accepting love into your life and I don't know, kind of a bit about my love story and how things happened and probably things that you guys have already heard before and maybe some of you haven't. So there you go. But now I'm going to play a song by my friend John Vincent III. This song is called Lover of Mine. And I like, I know John's girlfriend. They're a beautiful couple. They're incredible people. Caitlin, this one is for you, my baby girl. This is just like such a beautiful, loving tune. So I wanted to play it for you guys today. It's off of his um, album, Songs from the Valley, that came out over the summer, if you guys want to go and listen to that in full. But enjoy the tune.
my name Yeah, your makeup was a mess And your hair was covered in rain How the record played our favorite song We danced the night away Played our favorite song Oh, when we drank the night away A lover of mine Slow down your pace Cause in the morning you'll be getting right back to And lay down with me Come back to bed song so freaking much. I think it's just like a beautiful, honest love song, you know? I just love the part when he's like, lover of mine, I'm standing in line to ask for your hand. I just pray that it's mine. Oh, just so pure. (laughs) Why am I getting teary-eyed? Shit. Okay. John, this is what you do to me, buddy. What can you do? All right, um, I'm going to get into something else, so I am not getting into any more tear-jerking emotions for this. Let's get into some quizzes. 
that I I was talking about these in a live stream recently that I did on Instagram Live when I was reading this book, The Game of Desire, for my book club in September. So I guess it wasn't that recent, actually, because it's November now. But I was basically talking about like turn on triggers and going through some of the questions and stuff so you guys can identify what your turn on trigger is. And so I'm going to start with that one and then I'm going to maybe do a few others. So I'm going to read this little bit to you. All right. Turn on triggers is a method I developed to help people understand what beyond instinctual biological norms gets them hot and bothered. I've used this method in my counseling to help some understand why they lack desire in their loving relationships. And I've also used it to help single people assess if they're being manipulated into sexual relationships that don't serve them. Knowing your and your sexual partner's turn on triggers can lift the veil of fog when it comes to finding and maintaining an intimate mood. In order to quickly assess what your primary turn on trigger is, imagine that you just got home from a long day and your partner greets you at the door ready to get freaky. <laughs> what could they say or do to get you in the mood as well? So the first one is when they say, you look so good, I want you so bad. Go to the bedroom, take your clothes off. I want every square inch of your body. Number two is I ordered dinner for us. Let's chill, talk, and connect. I want to hear everything about your day and tell you everything about mine. Number three is I vacuumed, cleaned the kitchen, laid down some fresh sheets, and put on your favorite album. Take your time getting cleaned up, then meet me in the bedroom. Number four is Hey, you're home early. I was just going to take a shower and walk around naked for a bit, but now that you're here, I guess I should change my plans. Unless. <laughs> that one's so funny to me. And lastly, number five is, I know you've had a long day, so if I take care of the house, handle dinner, and take your car to get some gas, do you think tonight we could dot dot dot? <laughs> So whichever one stuck out to you one through five the most is your identified turn on trigger. So mine is number three, which is I vacuumed, cleaned the house, blah, 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 um, put on your favorite album, take your time getting cleaned up, then meet me in the bedroom. <laughs> and that result in the answer key is environmental. So I need the mood to be set before I set it off in the bedroom, you know, which is so true for me. Like even when I know that Finley and I have either like a date night planned or we I asked him if he would want to get freaky with me later, because I think I was talking about this in the last episode about like living with your significant other, like asking, hey, can we have sex tonight <laughs> in whatever way you want to? I said for me, I normally ask, hey, can we hang out upstairs tonight? <laughs> and he knows what I mean when I ask that. But I definitely like, I clean the bedroom before that happens. I set the mood with like turning on my essential oil diffuser and like clean things up and clean myself up and the whole nine yards, you know? Like I need that to be able to get there. And I'm gonna say the answer key now just so that you guys know what the other ones are. But but if you liked number one the best, then your turn on trigger is desire. So desire means skip the filters. You need to be told directly that you're desired. So like somebody just coming home and being like, oh, you look so hot right now. I want you right now. Go upstairs. Yeah. You know, that's your turn on trigger. Um, number two is mental. So if you're not connected mentally first, physicality is hardly an option. 
So that's for people who, you know, probably wouldn't even be in a fuck buddy situation <laughs> because they they are so the opposite of only physical relationships that they need the like connection, the true connection first. So I would say, I don't know if any of you watch New Girl, but I'm watching, I think like season two right now when she's seeing that guy, Sam, Jess is, and she's like, I can't do this. Like, I cannot just be in a fuck buddy situation. Like, as soon as I know more about you, I'm going to want to be with you more. So like, this just does not work out for me. So I feel like that is kind of, I mean, not necessarily everybody who has a mental turn on trigger is like that or can't benefit from a fuck buddy situation. But I would say, you know, most times it's kind of hard to get there if it's just physical. Um, and then number three was environmental, like I just went into, which is mine. Number four is cat and mouse. So you enjoy being chased as much as the experience, which is like, I think that's the one I was like, oh my God, that's fucking funny. Because that is so the opposite of how I, I work that I like, I need to either be told straight up that somebody wants me. I don't want to be the cat and the mouse. Like, I don't want to have that. But if that is yours, then like right on sister or brother, or whatever you identify as. Okay, and then number five is transactional. So there needs to be something more than the physical act to entice you, which is also kind of an interesting dynamic. But but that one, if you guys remember, is like, if I do this for you, do you think tonight we could do this? Which is just like, it's such an interesting dy dynamic to me. So let me know if that's yours. Um, or let me know what any of yours are by, you know, tweeting me at Megan Hughes or at Souls at Sundown. But I think that these are super fun. So I'm going to go into love languages now because this is something that somebody wanted me to talk about. I got two separate responses from people saying that on the podcast they wanted me to cover the topic of accepting love and then the topic of love languages and go into like what mine is and that whole kind of a thing. So I feel like a lot of people are familiar with love languages. If you're not, you can go on and take the online test if you don't want to do it here with me now. It's fivelovelanguages.com, the number five. And um, you could do it online and get your results or whatever, but I'm just going to go through some to identify what that is for you. I already know what mine is and it's acts of service. So just like if somebody does something for me that's super kind and I didn't expect it, I'm like, oh my God, love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Especially the dishes. Oh my God, dude. Like when people come to my house and do my dishes, I'm like, wow, so are you staying? Because you're the greatest person in the world and I want this forever. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, but now I'm just going to go into all of them. So Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, and it's basically just like going through the different priorities that people have in their intimate relationships. And I feel like this is so important for couples to know about each other. And I know that Finley's is quality time, and I know that mine is acts of service. So I try to, you know, adhere to those things. But the first love language is number one. So just, just listen to these ones and then let me know what you think is yours, one through five. So number one is giving you a long hug and a kiss at the door, then carrying you to the couch where you can touch some more. Number two is they reveal that they've already cooked dinner and done the laundry. They press play on your favorite album, leaving you with nothing to do but relax. Number three is they cancel their previously scheduled engagement so they can stay home with you to spend quality time. Number four is they greet you at the door to let you vent about your day. 
they listen, affirm your perspective, and then tell you that you can overcome this problem because you are X, Y, and Z. And lastly, number five is when you get home, you notice a package on the table because your partner bought you something that means a lot to you. So number one is physical touch. So if you, you know, love getting a long hug and a kiss and being carried around and all that, then a little loving goes a long way for you, baby. <laughs> um, and then number two is mine. So they say actions speak louder than words, and you would say it again and again in case the people in the back didn't hear it. <laughs> Number three is quality time. All those Netflix shows aren't going to watch themselves, and you aren't trying to take on that challenge alone. <laughs> so that one's Finley's. And we do spend a shit ton of quality time together. So I was telling him when we took the quiz together, I was like, I feel like we just already have so much of that that I don't seek it out, you know? But like, what I do seek out is like when people do nice things for me, or like that's what I want and like require to like fill up my bucket, you know? but not criticizing anybody's love language, you know, follow your dreams. <laughs> um, also, when you take the quiz, it ranks them for you. So not necessarily, like everybody has some kind of like attraction to one of these in particular being they're like, oh my God, that's my number one. But that doesn't mean that you aren't attracted to the other ones because all of them are lovely things to do. You know, we would all like benefit from quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation and gifts. Like, yeah, and acts of service, yes. You had me there. <laughs> Number four, though, is words of affirmation. So when Chris Rock said, women need food, water, and compliments, you laughed a little louder than everyone else. <laughs> um, and then number five is gifts. So diamonds are a girl's best friend, and an impromptu order at your favorite takeout spot is definitely your homie, too. So like if anybody brought you something, I feel like that actually might be like my number two because I have a lot of friends in my life who will just like bring me little gifts. Like my friend Annalie will bring me cheese from her vegan cheese shop that she works at. And my friend Natalie will like bring me little bottles of wine or little like notes and random gifts and things that she's thrifted. And I'm like, oh my God, I actually am going to explode. I love you so much. So thank you. Um, so I think that that's probably my number two. And then like, I don't know, I'm not going to rank them all for, for you right here, but I definitely, <laughs> I could take the freaking quiz. The next thing that they went into was the Kinsey scale. So it's basically about sexuality, like defining what your sexuality is. And my results that I got, because there's a lot here to read, like that's why I'm recommending that you read the book, because if I, I would have taken up the whole hour if I went through this entire thing and like analyzed it. But um, my what I normally will go to in relationships is heterosexual attraction. So only to people of the opposite sex. And then my thing in my head, like maybe I would do this in my fantasy type of a thing is heterosexuality and incidentally homosexuality. So I'm open to isolated acts of homosexuality. So it goes through all of those, you know, from like asexual to gray asexual to hetero and homosexuality. And then like equal parts of the two and then more so like 100% only homosexual or whatever it might be. Um, but there's like a ton in there to dive into. So I'm just going to let you identify that in your own time. But you can obviously go through the like answer key and stuff like that. 
Um, but now I'm going to go into apology languages because I think this is so important, especially in loving relationships to identify. And aside from writing the five love languages book, Gary Chapman teamed up with Jennifer Thomas to write the five languages of apology. And I think that this is just so important. So I'm going to go through them quickly and just say like, you know, one through five off the top of your head when you hear one of these, like, oh my God, that is how I love to be apologized to. <laughs> so if somebody is trying to make it up to you in some way, what would you prefer them to say? Number one is, I get it now. And I'm so insanely sorry. If only I would have listened to you the other times you've explained yourself, we wouldn't be fighting again. I wish it had never come to this. Number two is, this is all on me. I should have been paying more attention to my actions and how they've been affecting you. My behavior is my responsibility and I totally dropped the ball. Number three is I made the same error again and this time I could have really damaged our relationship. Please let me do X to make this right. So if you liked number one the most, then you like to hear somebody expressing their regret. An apology to you is best when it includes a clear indication that the other party knows their wrongdoings and wishes that they'd made a better choice. Number two, which is mine personally, is accepting responsibility. If somebody is going to apologize effectively to you, they need to take full ownership of the offense without passing the buck. And this is something that I admire when other people do, and I'm trying so hard to do the same because I'm so fucking hypocritical and I'm dragging myself right now, but seriously, it's so true. Um, like I've found myself within the past, like probably two months or so, multiple times, just like if I do something wrong, I don't accept responsibility for it. And then I immediately blame somebody else for what they could have done to where I wouldn't have had to deal with it, you know? And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like that is probably one of the number one lessons that I've learned this year is just accept responsibility for your own shit. Like I had this one situation where we were staying at my sister's house and we have a four month old puppy right now. And she was probably three months old at the time. Anyways, she's working on her potty training, right? And we woke up super, super early one morning and Finley went into the bathroom and was in there for like so long. And I was just laying in bed with the dogs. And normally he wakes up so early in the mornings that he takes Rue out. So I was sitting there with Rue and she had so much energy, was bouncing around, bouncing around, running on the bed. And I was just trying to go back to sleep, you know? And then she went off and peed on the comforter. And I was like, oh my God, no, no. And when Finley came out of the bathroom, I looked at him and I was like, why didn't you just take her out? And like blamed him when I could have fucking easily done the same thing, put on my damn clothes. If I knew that she had so much energy, I knew she had to go out. It was early in the morning. Like at no point should I have blamed him for that, but I did. And I held on to that anger for like probably an hour afterwards until I realized it. And then I apologized and I was like, I'm so sorry that I made it seem like it was your fault when like you were literally in the bathroom taking care of your own business. I should have taken her out to deal with her business, you know? Anyways, that was a side story, but accepting responsibility is a big thing in my life. And I think that that's super important. But back to number three, <laughs> um, number three is making restitution. So if somebody wants to make things right with you, they should start by offering a makeup, like an act of service. So that's kind of um, transactional in a way, like, hey, I did this really bad thing, so let me make up to make it up to you in this way, where like you can see it, I either bring you a gift or I do something that I've been putting off or whatever it might be, you know? 
Um, but I'm going to cut off on reading those there and then I'm going to get into more of them on my Patreon, <laughs> but I'm just going to wrap this up here and play a song out for everybody else who is listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple. Um, if you guys want to listen to this podcast in full, I have it available on my Patreon for my patrons over there. Like if you even pledge a dollar or whatever, you'll be able to hear the full episodes of my podcast and also see like exclusive videos, music sessions, all of the things. Sometimes I put my writing on there. So that's what happens on the old Patreon page. But yeah, aside from that, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and just like always supporting it and hearing me out. I really liked this episode. I love talking about love. I love it so much, my dudes. I mean, it's just like the greatest gift in my life. And I think about this all the time, but I just want everybody to feel the way that I do with my partner. Um, not obvious, like every love is different, you know what I mean? But I just want everybody to feel like the amount of liberation and joy and giddiness that love can provide for somebody, even regardless of your sexuality, regardless of, you know, whatever things have happened in your life, I really, really sincerely hope that you find somebody in your life who loves you in the way that you need and deserve. So that's my little message for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you're listening on SoundCloud, please give it a little like, a little repost on there for me. If you're listening on Spotify or on Apple, you can share this onto your Instagram story or Snapchat or wherever and just share it with your friends. Let somebody um, listen to this episode who needs to hear it, you know, send it to a pal or some shit. I don't know. And I hope that this helped. I, I really loved doing these like answer key kind of like Q&A type things to where you guys are like listening and, you know, registering these things in your head rather than having it just in the background and not like making the decisions or whatever. I think it was like a fun dynamic of this episode specifically. So anyways, I'm going to play a song to play you guys out. And it's called I Found You by the Alabama Shakes. And I love this song so much. Fun fact about this song. Um, when I was temporarily seeing <laughs> Finley's friend back in the day, he had tried to set me up with one of his friends before I ever had any kind of romantic relationship with Finley. I was talking to him for a period of time and we were exchanging songs about the way that we felt about each other. And he sent me this, which is so fucking funny looking back on it because like we didn't end up together. Like him saying, I found you kind of like you're the one type thing in that moment was like, oh my God, holy shit, hell yes. But now looking back on it, I'm like, LOL. So he actually found somebody else and so did I. But you know, I hope that you find your, your someone. So this song is for everybody to find their someones. Anyways, I'm going to play this to play it out. And then I'll resume this on my Patreon. Peace out. Love you so much. This isn't sometime. Yeah, it's for always. 